how to read and interpret a balance sheet. Why should you care to know this? Well, it is useful for you in communicating your financial results. So next time you have a discussion with your accountant, you can save some time with the Hola. knowledge you already gained. Do you or someone dare to you know a solopreneur who can't attend family and friends events because their life is their business, mainly due to wearing all the hats? Imagine a solution that streamlines workflows, liberating time for them. You don't need to envision it. That's precisely what my podcast, Holla with Holla Williams, is dedicated to. I'm Holla Williams, your host. I teach solopreneurs how to navigate the dynamic challenges of entrepreneurship. Tune in and reclaim your time. Do you find accounting intimidating or even boring? But then, hardly can we do any business without accounting. And of course, you can hire the right staff to do the technical bit for you. But you may still find it beneficial to at least understand how to interpret some accounting reports or shall we say financial reports. And believe it or not, it's far more approachable than you think. The next eight series of this show will be on how to interpret financial reports. This is part one. So here you go. The topic is how to read and interpret a balance sheet. Why should you care to know this? Well, it is useful for you in communicating your financial results. So next time you have a discussion with your accountant, you can save some time with the knowledge you already gained here. Well, hopefully. So I just downloaded a Proforma small business balance sheet from Google. Now, a Proforma is a typical example of an item or an imitation of something. And I'm going to use it to explain the items on it as I understand them. I won't be dwelling on the numbers because that's better if I'm showing. But since this is an audio show, I'm just going to try to explain it like I was explaining it to a six-year-old. Now, when you have a balance sheet for your business, you're usually going to see typically assets, liabilities, and equity. Let's start with assets. What are assets? They are anything you own. That's my own definition. So I would tell a six-year-old that assets can be what she owns and what she can have for a short time or for a long time. If her mom gave her $10 for birthday gift to buy whatever she likes in a snack shop, that's cash she has for a short time until she gets to the snack shop. If she buys sugar with the $10 to make drinks for her friends during summer, the sugar then becomes another item she owns until summer, which is which to a business person, um, the business person can call that inventory. If her mom gave her a big lemonade jar to make lemonade drinks for her friends during summer, that's what she can have for a long time. And we call that long-term assets or fixed assets. She'll probably have the lemonade jar set up in her mom's kitchen or in a garage. And because it's so big, she can't move it around easily. So we say it is fixed assets. 
Also, the jar will produce drinks for her friends later in summer. So it's going to be working for her. You get the drift? So to a business owner now, your assets are divided into current assets, what you own for a short time, and fixed assets, what we produce value for your business, and you own them for a long time, and you can't easily move them around. Now, before we move to other items such as liabilities, I usually like to say the starting point for interpreting should be understanding comparative. So you get financial reports, you get a balance sheet, understand the comparatives first. And what do I mean by this? Assuming it's not your first year of business, you will have previous period numbers. For example, if you were looking at 2023 balance sheet, just beside it in another column, usually you will see 2022 numbers. The first beneficial thing is to look at each row of the balance sheet and quickly compare what you have in the current period, which is 2023, with the previous period, which is 2022. So in our example, if your total asset in 2023 was $50,000 and you have $60,000 in 2022, then you need to ask your accountant, why? Why did it reduce? And there should be a business reason for that. Then you can compare the explanation your accountant gives you with what you intended to do. Was that the goal for the business? Ideally, what you want for your business is for your assets to be increasing if you're growing your business. But also there, there can be situations where your assets may reduce. The important thing is for you to understand the movements. I must admit that can be a lot to take for a no numbers person. So I will stop there for now and we will continue on next episode. Until then, let's continue to learn together and be encouraged to keep on connecting. Thanks for joining today. Hopefully that has impacted you positively in some ways. As we all know, personal circumstances are quite different. So I encourage you to apply the lessons in line with your own context. Until next episode, do holler to connect with people. And remember, let's continue to learn together and be encouraged to keep on connecting. Hola! Ha, <laughs> ha,